Rod Giltaka on the line. Rod is CEO and Executive Director at the CCFR, the Canadian Coalition for Firearm Rights. We're seeing uh, all sorts of back and forth uh, debating, if you want to call it, over gun control. This often, often happens during an election campaign, particularly when you have a party in power, in this case the Liberals, uh, who don't want to talk about things that are probably far more important in terms of priorities for Canadians. So they resort to this bugaboo in order to scare the far left of the political spectrum into supporting liberals, uh, you know, to voting strategically. So I'm talking about new Democrats who have consistently been scared into voting for uh, Justin Trudeau and his now far left party against uh, the conservatives. Um, I don't know. Are, are you disconcerted with what, with what you're hearing from all parties right now, Rod? Well, I mean, I think it's very easy to get disconcerted with politics in general, right? It's a, it's a, it's an ugly game. Um, it's never a game of saying what you mean because the number one priority is to get elected. Because if you don't get elected, then nothing you say is gonna is gonna matter in the in the grand scheme of things. It's it's an ugly game, and uh, you know that's one of the reasons I didn't get into politics because <laughs> I don't want to play it. Yeah. Well, uh, there is this story about uh, gun violence in Canada. Uh, the CBC, of all uh, people, uh, did this story. The topic of guns has dominated the last week of the federal election campaign. Liberals have attempted to drive a wedge between themselves and the Conservatives over a ban on so-called assault rifles. And to their credit, they did put assault in quotation marks. Style Weapons and Conservative leader Aaron O'Toole, uh, who backtracked on a plan to reverse that ban. So we're seeing some flip-flopping by the Conservatives. Uh, what do you think of, of O'Toole's performance on this issue so far? Well, um, I mean, as a gun owner that just wants to be treated fairly and just wants an honest system, uh, obviously it's disappointing. But, you know, and, it, and, it's, and it, puts, it puts people like me in a very difficult position too. But at the end of the day, O'Toole had to do he had actually had to do that. He had to do what he had to do. And the reason for that is, is that Justin Trudeau is, is, you know, when there's a scandal or there's an election or when they need a Hail Mary, they break the glass and they pull out gun control because gun control scares people. And so you can, you can scream at the top of that mountain, you know, the assault rifles are coming. And then a lot of people on the left, they get scared and then they'll, 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 they'll get back in line. Well, the problem is, is that you and I know, and so do your listeners, this the last thing in the world this election is about is is gun control. It's about like the very freedom, you know, to go to the go to the store and buy food, right? Without checking in with the government first. Like there's a lot riding on all of this, and Aaron O'Toole can't allow um, the the Liberals to make this about gun control. So he had to diffuse it somehow. So I think he went. I mean, he he definitely backtracked. There's it is what it is, um, but. I think he's he's doing his best to take that off the table. And all I can say is, as a Canadian, right, not just as a gun owner, is that I hope the the public gets sick of it. It should only take a few more days before they're tired of hearing about this these assault rifles or assault style or assaulty or whatever they are. And hopefully we'll get back to um, what this election is really about. Yeah, exactly. Things like the economy, I mean... All sorts of uh, incompetence, corruption in terms of the rollout of so many of these pandemic programs. Why don't we talk about that? Why don't we talk about the incredible waste of money? Um, you know, why don't we talk about the ballooning debt 
that we're going to be saddling our kids with. I mean, the issues are uh, are monumental, and yet, sure enough, it it inevitably ends up uh, in the hands of the liberals pushing gun control. And of course, you have the media that is all too eager to amplify those uh, talking points that the liberals are giving them. So um, that's the situation we're in, and have been since the start of the campaign. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that O'Toole did flip-flop. And so what I'm hearing is that some conservatives uh, let it be known to the conservative party that they were not going to uh, support O'Toole after his flip-flop and that they wanted money back, even donations. That's what I heard. I heard that uh, many of these people who had made donations to the conservative party said, you know, cancel my donation to you because I don't like what O'Toole did and said about the uh, firearms issue. Are you hearing any of that? Well, I'm hearing lots of discontent because gun owners are are angry. They're just, (laughs) you know, I I wouldn't say that all gun owners are single-issue voters, but many are. And and we just want to be treated fairly and be left alone. You know, it's not even like we want something. It's not like we want money from the government or we want more benefits. We We don't want anything. We just want to be left alone and to not be, you know, constantly vilified and, and blamed for the actions of criminals. And so when that, when some kind of justice or some kind of relief for, for, uh, for you know, good productive citizens like ourselves, when that starts to look like it's fading into the rear view mirror, of course, people get really angry. But, you know, I, you know, I, I'm not an employee of the Conservative Party of Canada. I don't carry water for any of these people. Um, but there's, for, for anyone to make any difference for any, any issue, no matter if it's firearms or anything else that you want from a political party, they have to form government. And if they don't form government, it's completely meaningless. It doesn't matter. And so, unfortunately, you end up in a position where you're like, okay, well, do I want something or do I want nothing? Because that really is the choice. That's the reality of it. And I think we're all so frustrated, me included, so frustrated and angry that you don't want to look at reality, but if if you if you want change, you need a, a group that has a good chance of forming government. Then you can get something. Then you can work with them and and help them. So and I know I'm going on and on, but for us as as a firearms organization, I would rather that the Conservative Party of Canada get in. At least I know that I won't be shut out of the conversation. Then I can say I can help you make sure that I can mitigate this political risk, you know, of, of giving our firearms that we've had for 60 years back and, and helping demonstrate to Canadians that there's no risk there. But at least I'll be in a position to do that. If the Conservatives, as a gun owner, if the Conservatives don't get in and Justin Trudeau gets another minority or a majority government, forget it. I get nothing. And so this is why you have to be kind of pragmatic about it. At least that's what the way I'm looking at it. I, I need something. I need something. I'd rather take that than nothing. And uh, so a lot of people, it, it, they don't see it that way, but, you know, we, we, we need someone to form government that we can reason with at least. Yeah, I think you would certainly have a shot at reasoning with O'Toole, whereas you know what you're going to get with Trudeau, and that's like a boot in the yeah. arse. Well, <laughs> He's just horrible. Well, this is, this, is the, this is the thing, and I think, you know, one more thing, sorry to, to jump in. No, it's okay. Mark, but it's okay. I think so many people on the right, you know, like I'm, I wouldn't consider myself hard right. I consider myself um, right of center right. You know, so many people were so frustrated that we're becoming ideologues. We're becoming purists, you know, and if you don't agree 100% with the, you know, with the strictest principles, then, then obviously you're the enemy. And I'm just, I'm really seeing a lot 
of our side of the political spectrum eating eating ourselves. And I think it's I think it's a bad political strategy. It's not going to work, and we're going to suffer under Trudeau unless we start coming together a little bit better. So you'd like uh, your supporters uh, to vote as in a block type situation. That's a block, meaning you know, like, are you going to endorse O'Toole officially? Well, I, I, you know, we're not in a position to endorse anybody, and I don't want to endorse anyone. You know, um, O'Toole's put all of us in a in a in a hard spot, but I understand exactly what he's doing, and um, he's doing what he, he needs to do to win. Because, again, like I said, you know, he can dig his heels in and say, "Nope," you know, um, we're repealing all the firearm laws because my that's what my supporters want, and that's great, and and we'll be happy with O'Toole being the official opposition if that so it's 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 it, you know you really got to figure out what you want and how you're going to get it and and not be so blinded by your frustration that you lose sight of your goal and so like i said i mean I, from my perspective i think it's a government at least that can be reasoned with and that if they were in charge and they saw good evidence of you know you can make your case properly and they gave you that audience then you probably have a good chance of influencing things if they're not in power, you get nothing. You get Justin Trudeau. <laughs> and that is nothing. I mean, oh are God, you, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, do you have a contingency plan in case Trudeau gets back in? Like, is there a uh, fallback? Um, or is this just well, <laughs> keep fighting? I, and I don't know. Flee the, the jurisdiction? <laughs> <laughs> well, to that point, as long as you mention that you've got the Maverick Party running out in West, and I don't know if they have candidates in your riding but uh they're they're gaining some traction certainly in alberta in parts of british columbia parts of saskatchewan and of course they advocate uh, separating and forming their own uh, country i guess that's what they want independence essentially i mean is there a sense that you know failing everything else that uh, that firearms owners at least in the west would look to some kind of uh, allegiance to to the maverick party well the maverick party are pretty new and i think you know in in this time of 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 political desperation um i think you know we look at new parties and we're saying oh you know this this could happen it's people i think people forget again you have this decoupling of reality when you when you're really frustrated right your your midbrain starts taking over and your forebrain starts shutting down to start a party from scratch typically would take 20 30 years right I mean, the NDP have been at it for how long? And they've, they were the official opposition once. That's as far as they've gotten. So it's, it takes a long time. It takes many elections. It takes really good leadership. It takes good candidates. It takes a, um, a very disciplined message. There's a lot of work that goes into creating a political party that could sway the majority of the population to vote for them. So um, if, if it comes to Western separation, you know, it's, I mean, I will... Uh, you know, I don't want to get too far down that road because it's really not my role to talk about that. But as as an individual, I can tell you that I have less and less co- in common with many other Canadians. You know, these are people that are voting just for basic, basically who's going to give me the most free stuff, and I'm here for a good time, not a long time. And I don't have a, I don't have a lot in common with people like that. And so I could certainly see a, a definitely a, there's an ideological split down the country, and you never know that could go geographical at some point. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. There certainly is a geography. I mean, there are certainly a lot of firearms owners um, and firearms rights supporters in Central Canada and Eastern Canada. They're they're all spread out all over the country. 
Uh, I mean, if you were to put them into, you know, writings, I think you could certainly form a decent party on your own, you know, if you were going in that direction. Obviously, uh, you know, they don't live in the same area. But, you know, in terms of a, of a voting block, how powerful uh, would that be if, if you could align yourself, say, with, with one party or another? I mean, uh, how many people are we talking about? Well, it's funny because those numbers, people don't really know what those numbers are. And, and so you have some people understating them and, and overstating them. But there's about 2.3 million licensed gun owners in Canada, roughly that. And then probably, I would say, maybe two-thirds of them are like serious gun owners, right? Not just casual people that would have a license and maybe has a, has a bolt action up in the attic or something. Uh, and then you'd have to further pare that down um to the to their political leanings because gun owners come from all walks of life and so i don't know i mean we could be looking at um you know seven hundred thousand people maybe that uh that you could that's a sizable number yeah it is yeah i mean if you could convince all those people to say support one person (laughs) i mean conceivably uh it could make the differences in a number of writings couldn't it in a number but there's 338 of them and that's that's part of the problem, right? And then, of course, you have a disproportionate, you know, you have strange proportions across the country of voting power. I mean, by the time by the time Ontario and Quebec are done, the the election's over. The polls don't even have to close in the West for us to know who won. So it's very difficult for people in the West to accept. And it's a big country, but I would not be surprised on the outcome. And we're speculating here; we're just having a little bit of fun. But I wouldn't be surprised. If an, a legitimate Western separation movement took took shape, and you had some some reasonably credible people standing behind it, should Trudeau get in again and and continue his plan to basically destroy the country? Well, that's a sobering thought to those who uh, love this country, but I understand that frustration, and the West uh, at some point they're going to have to look you know at those options seriously i mean uh unfortunately as soon as you take that off the table you're saying well we're not going down that road and you're a provincial premier of alberta or whatever then you're immediately getting rid of a key uh, bargaining chip in any dealings with ottawa you're saying you know uh, we're going we're to take that off the i mean quebec never does you know <laughs> it's always there in the background you, know, you better give us what we want or else you know we'll have a third mm-hmm. referendum and they they have they had two failed referendums, and um, still they get whatever they want these days, including uh, you know billions of dollars from the West in terms of resource wealth just transferred over to that province just because they are who they are and they have the power that they do. And so until the West is prepared to use that leverage, it's not getting anywhere in my opinion. I know we're getting off topic here, but yeah, but you know circumstances change. And and the way that people look thing, at things changes, right? Depending on those circumstances. So, you know, uh, right now it's you know moving back to the gun thing and tying in tying it into what we're talking about is is right now um, even even the leftists and their ideological pursuits they don't realize what they're doing to themselves because everything can't be free. That just doesn't work. And the real problem isn't isn't really. Justin Trudeau and and uh, and Aaron O'Toole and flip-flopping on guns. The real problem is, is there's more people in Canada that will vote for free stuff than want to do it for themselves. It's it's a problem of their population. 
because when someone like Justin Trudeau can can win multiple elections, you know you have a problem. It's not it's not a campaign problem. It's you know what I mean. It's it's the fact that you have people that would vote for that kind of stuff, yeah. and that's that's the real issue. And I don't know how to get over that using politics or or yeah. campaigning. It's a, yeah, it's a real at some point you have uh, you, you have to recognize that there are irreconcilable differences. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, the you people are going to get what they want. Yeah, yeah. yeah, one way or the other. Yeah, you you wash your hands yeah. of it and say, "Look, if you're if all you care about, you want if you're willing to give up freedom for a few trinkets, uh, then you're an idiot, and I want nothing to do with the rest of you." I mean, I understand that yeah. attitude all too well. Believe me, Rob. Thank you for coming on the show. Really appreciate this. It's my pleasure.